Hey guys, this is Cassandra. Welcome to another live stream. Thank you guys and gals so much for being with me today. I certainly hope you are doing well. I know there's a lot going on right now. A lot of crazy things that are going on. Some people are still talking about the Oscars. You know, the, the slap that was heard around the world, as they're saying. Okay, a lot of people are still talking about that. But uh, I'm not going to really get into that today. I am going to be talking about, however, today, how sometimes narcissists will ask you, okay, what do you have to bring to the table, right? The nerve, especially when we're talking about a narcissistic uh, personality type. So why should they pick you? Why would they pick you, right? Some narcissists are just playing the game, right? They don't respect the players, but they respect the game. In other words, their play hearts like a seven slot game slot machine, like a seven, a lucky seven slot, right? <laughs> they will play with people and sometimes they will leave people feeling like they've been had, okay? Perhaps even violated in some, you know, in certain ways. But anyway, why should they pick you? Why would they pick you? And here's a better question. Why would you want to be picked by a narcissist? Okay, I've heard the term uh, something about uh, pick me's or something, right? Why would you want a narcissist to pick you? Especially when you're considering a narcissistic personality. But anyway, I'm going to get more into that. Check the description box below for links such as the slide presentation. A lot of you know I love to share slides. So check for that in the description box below. All right. Friendly reminder, there are new episodes coming out every week on the Luminous Star channel. There are also new episodes on my podcast. Please check that out. Sometimes you may want to just lounge around and listen to a podcast, right? I suggest that you do that, especially if you really don't feel like being online. Sometimes we need a break from that, right? Now, I'm not saying take a break right now, <laughs> but I want to go ahead and remind you guys of that. Um, and thank you again for your support of the Luminous Star channel. Okay, so uh, we're going to get started here with the slide presentation in a moment. Thank you guys so much.
Okay, going to get started here. Um, just wanted to make sure I had a little bit of water and make sure I had the right slide up for you. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get started now. All right, qualities that appeal to narcissistic personality. All right, so what are some of the things that narcissists are looking for? Now, some of them have the nerve to ask you, what do you have to bring to the table? Most of the time, narcissists, they're not thinking about what they have to bring to the table or what they are offering, right? So this is just something to think about. Sometimes narcissists will go ahead and, uh, you know, look to see what other people have to offer. They often size people up, right? 
But there are some narcissists who may ask what someone has to bring to the table without actually looking at themselves and asking the same question. Okay. So they often play with other people's minds and hearts, right? Like the lucky seven slot game. Like I mentioned before, it's all a game to them, right? Narcissistic personality often seem to have a lot of respect for the game, but quick to use others without remorse while lacking foresight. Simply put, narcissists, they often pull shenanigans in relationships. They hurt people, they leave the damages, and they don't consider what they have contributed to the relationship. They don't consider perhaps how their energy affects other people's energy, okay? Or what uh, sort of mood they may leave a person in. You know, you ever heard that saying how uh, sometimes people, they meet somebody and they feel better after they've met them? Narcissists tend to not even care about that. They often will pull things in a relationship, looking to size, actually just looking other people over, sizing them up to see what they can take from him or her. Narcissists are often takers, not givers, but they, which is, this is very funny. They often look for people who give. They often look for people who love and not respect any love in return. This is very ironic considering that narcissists, they don't tend to have these same qualities. Okay, they lack the foresight. Why? Because they tend to not think about what they do or say or even feel. And they don't pay attention to that. They're there to take what they can, get what they can, and move on to the next. And sometimes they have the nerve to recycle. Okay, they recycle some of their exes. And they, they still don't learn. Okay, they still don't consider what they have learned from each relationship to, or, you know, from one relationship to the next. They actually, they don't learn. They lack foresight. They don't tend to think that they make mistakes. So this is a person that's uh, under arrested development, but yet they want to play like a crapshoot with other people's lives, their minds, their hearts. Okay. They don't consider other people. Now, perhaps it might be time to consider what narcissistic personality types can and are willing to offer to others based off of your own experiences with them. Okay. In other words, just compare with your own experiences with what you know about narcissistic personality. Consider what you already know, okay? And compare that with the, and and I would even suggest that you learn a little bit more. I mean, I'm still doing this. Learning a little bit more about narcissism and narcissistic personality types, okay? So, because some people, they get trapped. They get lost in the sauce. Why? Because they're too eager to please the narcissist. And sometimes that's because they have a sense of obligation or pardon me, obligation. They have a sense of obligation to that person. So before obligating yourself to a narcissist, please consider exactly what they tend to offer, right? It's very easy to do that too. Conversation. Narcissists, sometimes they will avoid conversation for that reason alone because they don't want you to find out or figure out who they really are, you know, what they're about. They're there to take. So, you know, if there's not a lot of conversation, well, the narcissist tends to try to get away with it all. If you don't ask, you don't know. And the narcissist prefers that when you're not asking questions, when you don't open up to the conversation and when you're not initiating the conversation, if you're not asking questions at all, the narcissist loves that because that way they can kind of cover, they can cover things and they can perhaps go back later and say, well, you never ask, you you never said anything. 
you know, narcissists, they pull that one sometime. If you don't open up to the conversation, if you don't initiate the conversation, narcissists will sometimes use that against you later, especially if you get to the point where you cannot take it anymore. And then you want to maybe, you know, open the conversation up, but they may look at you and say, well, no, you, you know, you had many chances to find out. You had many chances to ask me a question and you never ask. And unfortunately, narcissists, they tend to look at it that way. And after the hurt and damages have been uh, caused and they have a laundry list of things that they have done, sometimes they'll turn it right around and say, well, no, you, you never asked. You didn't know. You know, you didn't know because you didn't ask. You didn't uh, inquire about that. You didn't check me, boo. <laughs> That's one that they really like to use. Oh, you didn't check me. Well, as far as I'm concerned, especially if you're dealing with other adults, you're not obligated to check anyone, right? Now, don't get me wrong. From time to time, you know, somebody you may love, they may be out there. They may be doing things that you are concerned about and you pull them to the side, right? But uh, narcissists, they tend not to do this. They like things out in the open. They like the, the spectacle. They like the audience, in other words, especially if they're putting you on the spot, okay? So uh, just think about that. Consider what the narcissist is showing you already before you go and find yourself feeling obligated to please him or her. What are they showing you? What kind of behavior patterns are they showing? Are they showing you that they're dedicated? Are you? Are they showing you that they are willing to be loyal? Are they appreciating you for your you know, loyalty? More than likely, they're not appreciating you for that. Again, narcissists tend to respect to respect the game, but they will play other people, right? Without remorse. They don't think about what's going on. They don't learn from those experiences. They don't have that moment of, of clarity when they may say, well, you know, maybe that wasn't my best moment, or maybe I was too hard on that person, or maybe I should give that another person, uh, you know, that other person a chance. Narcissists often don't do that. They just like to cause damages, right? And they keep it moving and hope that they get away with it. That's pretty much the best way I can sum that up. Um, as part of the narcissistic cycle, narcissistic personality types tend to project their perspective of their reality onto others and bring their shame, guilt, addiction, dark secrets, and distress to the table. Now you talk about what they have to offer. What does a narcissist bring to, to the table? But they want, <laughs> they want to look at you and say, well, what do you have to bring to the table? Right? But they don't look at how they are often bringing dark secrets to the table, right? Their skeletons in the closet, okay? Their shame that they are often ready to project onto others. They don't think about how they're ready to do that at, at any given time. And the, this is these are just a few of the things that they often bring to the table, right? And some of them who... Uh, let's say for instance, they have a quaint or two, you know, and have some little money. They think that's enough, but it's not. Some narcissists think this way, not all of them. Some of them, they will go the extra mile to try to hoover you in or to even encapture or they're catfishing. Okay. To, to hook, get you on the hook in the first place. They, they don't mind going the extra mile for that. They put a little sugar on it, right? They put a little extra honey in it. But then as soon as they hook you, as soon as they get you, then that's when you start seeing all these other things come out. Their skeletons, 
their dark secrets. You may start to find certain things out that perhaps you didn't want to know, right? Their guilt. They tend to have a guilty complex, not a guilty conscience. Their shame. What are they trying? What? Okay. Narcissists, they have a whole lot to be ashamed of, right? I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but when you think about how they treat other people, some of it is a crying shame. And what do they do? Narcissistic personality, they often project this onto others. Okay, just think about all of the time and energy they often use to project onto others. Their shame, their guilt. I mean, I'm going to say really their shame. Okay, so narcissists, they often do all of that and have the gall to ask others, well, what do you have to bring to the table? Right? Sometimes the narcissist, if they end up destroying the table, right? Then they want to point fingers at you. What do I mean by destroying the table? The foundation of the relationship. That's what I'm getting at. Sometimes the narcissist will dismantle it. They will ruin it. They will perhaps even sabotage any potential of a good relationship. But they then have the gall to turn right around and point fingers at others, right? And they will tell themselves, they will write the false narrative that they are a victim, not that they're making or creating victims. They don't look at this, but they're often, <laughs> they're often asking, well, what do you have to bring to the table? And they're not considering what they actually do bring to the table, which is what I've just mentioned here. Shame, guilt, addiction, dark secrets, distress, and a whole host of other things. Right. So your efforts of love, support, appreciation. Right. Pardon me. You're in. This is something that you may not be appreciated for, but your efforts to love, support and appreciate as well as connect will more likely go unnoticed, <clears throat> unappreciated and underdevalued. Narcissists often will idealize a person, especially at the beginning of a relationship. Right. Whether this is a friendship, a business partnership or romantic situation, even a marriage. Narcissists will often idealize a person first. Then they will move on to devaluing them, right? Or like I mentioned here, under devalue what the other person actually does bring to the table, yet alone has to offer. Then they will move on to discard, okay? Without apology, without remorse, without even a moment of clarity. So there is where they lack foresight. Okay, so um, what you have to bring to the table, more than likely, is far more than what a narcissistic personality could ever contribute to your life. And why is that? That's because they have they tend to have an all or nothing mentality or a black and white mentality, right? But when you look at their poor interpersonal skills, isn't it anyone? I mean, there's really, it's not hard to see why they tend to lack the foresight. They don't even try to connect with individuals. They don't want the connection. They want the control. So their poor interpersonal skills ties right into that. And when you look at their other behavior patterns, which I'll get into more. So, you know, I'll get more into that in a minute, but when a narcissist, the next time narcissist <laughs> ask you, what do you have to bring to the table? Just, you know, just think about this. 
and you can even clap back. You know, I would, I always say, consider safety, practice safety. Sometimes narcissists can be unpredictable. You don't know how they're going to respond or they may become reactionary, right? Practice safety. I don't condone or advocate confronting a narcissist, you know, fighting fire with fire, especially when it's not going to end up in your favor. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. But the next time they ask you something like this, like, oh, you know, what do you have to bring to the table? Just consider their actions, consider their behavior, consider their characteristics. Okay. And more than likely you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to find that really what they have to bring to the table is not really anything that anybody really wants. Sometimes narcissists or narcissist personality, it turns out that they're too toxic for anybody. Now, you know, the saying is there's somebody for everybody. Okay. But when it comes to narcissistic personality, sometimes they're too toxic. They're, they're just too toxic for anyone. Okay. So, uh, you know, I just think it's really funny how sometimes narcissistic personality, they are the main ones that will ask this question. Well, what do you have to bring to the table? Very interesting. Characteristics of narcissistic personality. They tend to be superficial. Okay. They often have an inability to regulate their emotions. They often lack empathy, psychopathic tendencies. Some of them have, some of them have sociopathic tendencies, and this is often caused by culture and or environment. Sometimes they tend to come off or no, I take that back. A lot of the times they come off looking like a bully. Okay. But you can't tell them that though. They're turning right around and, and falsely accuse you of something. Very interesting how narcissists often falsely accuse others of the same characteristics that they actually have. Okay, so strong sense of entitlement. They think they have every right to put you down and let you down repeatedly. And you're not supposed to protest. You're not supposed to say anything. You're just supposed to sit down, shut up, and take it. So they often have a strong sense of entitlement, whereas your resources are concerned. Okay, your energy. Okay. This is often why we feel energy. We feel drained of energy after we deal with a narcissist. They often have a strong sense of entitlement to your life. If you really think about it, narcissists will often claim other people, not for the, not for good reason either. They claim them. Why? Because they may look at that person as a person that they can get source supply from perhaps for life, not just you know, for a couple of months, not just for a couple of years, perhaps for life, especially if they have children with him or her. They may, I mean, really, narcissists have a very strong sense of entitlement. And sometimes it's, it just leaves people feeling like they've been played or they're being played or they're being had. But all the while, the narcissist will repeat that question. Well, what do you have to bring to the table? right? But they're not looking at their own characteristics. They're not looking at their own uh, personality. They're not even looking at how they may be affecting other people's moods or how they may influence other people. Narcissists tend to look at themselves as uh, in a grandiose way. Okay. So um, this is not surprising when they're asking this question, well, what do you have to bring to the table? And they often 
will just, it's like a crapshoot. And when the narcissist, they're taking, <laughs> they're, they're gambling, right? They're gambling with other people, unfortunately. And what the narcissist does not consider, or they don't seem to consider, is the cost of it all. Just picture the narcissist at a crap table, right? They're, they're, or they're playing the slots. But just picture them at the table, and they just thrown the dice on the table, right? Because this is often what they do from one relationship to the next. Just picture them throwing the dice, right? And they just know they're going to win. They're talking all that bull. They're loud, boisterous, flamboyant, you know, all these things, right? And picture the narcissist crapping out. Now picture the look on their faces, right? They didn't see that coming. Narcissists often don't consider the cost of what they do. But they're too busy salivating over the rewards of what they think they're going to get. When they're standing at that crap table and they roll the dice on your heart, your life, your mind, right? And all your resources. They don't think they're going to ever lose. Right? They don't. So they often ask you, well, what do you have to bring to the table? Right? They don't think about the cost of obtaining narcissistic supply or pardon me, narcissist or the, the source supply. They don't consider the cost of it. They are too busy thinking they're gonna win every time. They tend to respect the game and none of the players. They don't respect other people, guys. They often will respect that game, but they will not consider the cost of playing the game. So I want to go to uh, psychopathic tendencies. Some narcissists tend to have this. You know, psychopaths do not feel any remorse, you know, when he or she hurts others. Okay. Or when they do something bad, like break the rules or break hearts or, you know, influence other people's uh, sabotage or downfall. They tend not to feel any remorse for that. Okay. So narcissists, sometimes they don't, they don't like to be called out on their stuff. Their mistakes, their failures, their poor choices, or bad behaviors. Okay, so this is like type, uh, psychopathic tendencies here. Okay, so now the sociopathic tendencies. Okay, they're often, they're made by the environment or the culture, right? Uh, but psychopaths, just jumping back to the psychopath, they tend to be born. So a, psycho, so a sociopath can be made or influenced by culture or environment, whereas a psychopath often is born. Okay, so, um, you know, like, for instance, a psychopath, they are willing and able to do bad things and not feel or become uncomfortable with it. Picture the narcissist again at the crapshoot, okay? Standing at the table, the roulette wheel or whatever, they're at the casino, they're, they're taking bets on your life, your heart, your mind, and others as well. They're trying to, what, gain at other people's expenses. So picture them at the casino, again, playing the dice, rolling the dice, right? So they're not uncomfortable with that. They, they know they're going to win. They don't care who else is hurting in the process. They're willing to take a chance on your heart, your mind, your life. 
right? So this is something like what a, a psychopath, a private, perhaps even a sociopath would do. They lack the empathy. They lack the consciousness, right? It kind of goes hand in hand there when you're talking about the psychopathic tendencies and the sociopathic tendencies. So <clears throat> sometimes when it comes to the psychopaths, right? They're, they're unwilling, okay, to listen to reason. They're willing and able to do bad things. And they don't feel uncomfortable at all. So if until or unless when they roll the dice, they crap out, right? And then here comes the karma. Oh, now they want to cry victim. But all the while, they will still ask you, what do you have to bring to the table? Okay, so uh, dangerous patterns of behavior by the age of 15 or during their adolescence. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that out is because a lot of those who are involved romantically with narcissists, they don't know this about him or her, right? They don't know that they were already showing signs of patho, like for instance, the psychopathic tendencies. By the time they were teenagers, they don't know this about him or her. But now that they're caught up with him or her, right? And <laughs> being asked, well, what do you have to bring to the table? Well, what do they have to bring to the table? Perhaps distress, karma, drama, all these things, right? Now, what are some other signs of a psychopath? Well, they tend to be bullies. Okay, sometimes they will do bad things such as set fires or be an arsonist. Okay, they tend to be, a lot of people describe the psychopathic tendencies as being demonic. Again, this is just a description based off of people's personal experiences or perhaps something they read or found out about secondhand. Okay. Sometimes a psychopathic uh, person may uh, steal, but they don't feel badly. They may shoplift chronically. They don't feel badly about it, though. They just repeat the behavior. Sometimes as teenagers, some of the narcissists, right, they have been torturing animals. They've been bullies since childhood. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up all of this, guys, is because sometimes we don't know the story behind the story of a narcissistic personality, but yet they're, they're having the gall to ask us, well, what do we have to bring to the table when they have all of this in their background and they are willing, okay, they'll go the extra mile. I'll put it like that. They will go the extra mile to cover all of this up. Sometimes if they're having a problem with drinking, it may slip out and the mask may slip and crack. And then in order to save face, right, they may shapeshift. All of that to try to get you to forget what you found out. Okay, so I really wanted to point that out because a lot of people don't know the story behind the narcissist story. But when they start to peel back the layers, when they start to uh, look behind the curtain of a narcissist's life, oh boy, they're like, wait a minute, what was that question you just asked me? What do I have to bring to the table? Oh, man. Wow. The nerve. You see, a lot of the times, narcissists don't like you to bring up their stuff. This is often why. Because they have a lot of skeletons in the closet. They have a whole larger list of BS they have pulled. 
Make no mistake, you're not the only person, not to belittle your experiences, but you're not the only person that the narcissist has hurt. They usually have a whole line of people, a whole village of people, perhaps, that they have left and discarded of. Some of them, they're still hanging around them. They may have recycled. This may be a, you know, they have a whole network of third-party situations. And they are walking around asking the question, well, what do you have to bring to the table? (laughs) Right? And come to find out, a lot of people may want the narcissist's head on a platter. And the narcissist has the gall to be shocked about it. Right? It's interesting. But uh, I wanted to point out the psychopath, the psychopathic tendencies and the sociopathic tendencies, which a lot of narcissistic personality types often portray. Okay. And it kind of gives you, if you, if you pay attention, right, it kind of gives you a, uh, a little peek, a little sneak peek into their background without them actually saying or revealing a lot. Okay. Very interesting. All right, let's move on. Okay. Four types of narcissistic personality, grandiose, Okay, superiority, while they often elicit envy and admiration, right? Okay, a lot of us know about that one. Next, malignant, overlapping of a psychopath, right? And an antisocial personality, while he or she lacks remorse. I went over that a little bit already. They tend to um, be quite, what's the word? Okay, I'll just say it like this. They, they tend to be quite harsh when it comes to people. Okay. For instance, sometimes if you're dealing with a narcissistic personality, right, they may have a little bit of money. They may have a lot of money. They may have other, seemingly other things going on in their life, but guess what you're going to find? Sometimes if they really have it in for you, they will take the time out of their life to go the extra mile, Right to make sure that they punish you for whatever they have in their heads that you did to him or her. There may be perceived slights. He or she may hold that grudge for a long time. Okay. But very often what you'll find with narcissist personality, they will take the time out of their life. No matter how busy, no matter what else is going on, who else is there? They will take the time out of their life to go the extra mile to make sure that they punish you or get back at you for whatever they perceive you have done. Right. And most of the time it's because you didn't do what they wanted. Right. At the time that they wanted, they expect you to read their mind. Right. But they'll play with your mind, but they want you to read theirs. Why? Because they want you to, Make, they want to make sure that they get the source supply from you. They want you to source supply them, perhaps all your life, to be dedicated to them. You're, after all, a mission. your mission in life is to please a narcissist. <laughs> at least that's what they think, perhaps. But uh, let's go ahead and look at some more of these types. Okay, covert. Often treated for depression, but usually blames others or has a victim mentality. He or she often does not take any responsibility for themselves. Okay, a lot of us know about this too. Covert narcissists, they often think they're moving in silence, but they're not. Okay, again, picture them 
rolling the dice when it comes to your heart, your mind, your life. Okay, your resources, they're rolling the dice. They don't think they're ever going to crap out. They think they're moving in silence, but they're not. It's only a matter of time. Most of them are living on borrowed time. I'm speaking of a narcissist. They often live on borrowed time, but they don't consider that. It's only a matter of time before you really find out who they are. The mask will slip off and crack. And then, and then they cannot shape shift quickly enough. The cat is out the bag, right? Another type of narcissistic personality is communal. They seek a lot of validation for their, I mean to say seeks. Okay. Yeah. Seeks a lot of validation for their so-called good deeds yet lacks empathy for those they claim to assist. Okay. So it's, it's a spectacle. They love the audience. Look at me. Look at how many people I'm helping. They may say, right? Narcissists, they love it when you bow down to them, but yet they will often ask you the question, what have you done for me lately? Right? What do you have to offer? What do you bring to the table? Yet they're doing all of these things that often leave people unfulfilled, right? That often leave people feeling played, violated. I just, you know, I really want you guys to see that picture because again, a narcissist will often have the gall to ask other people for the things that they're not willing to offer or give them, such as love, respect, loyalty. Okay, all the things that a lot of people love to have in their relationships to feel validated, right? Narcissists will often not even offer, yet alone have the ability to share or give Another thing that narcissists often like to say is, if you have love, give it. Well, why would they not do this? They don't practice what they preach. If you have love, give it. When you think about it, there's nothing nothing wrong with loving people. But here's the thing. Sometimes you have to love people at a distance. (laughs) Okay? You just have to do that. Narcissists, they like people to just be open. Why? Because they can come in and take what they want and leave. Yet at the same time, the narcissist will have a wall up. They will be extremely guarded. Yet they want people that they get the source supply from to be, to be wide open. Okay. It was very interesting. All right. Qualities that appeal to narcissistic personality. Lack. Or do not practice personal boundaries. I went over that just a second ago. Narcissists want you to be an open book, but they closed, right? Sometimes you may, no, I'm going to keep, I was going to say something. (laughs) And this one was really for the ladies, but I'm going to keep this one. Okay. All right. But I think you get the picture. If they want you open and they're closed, well, certain things that they want from you. And ladies, this is just between you and I, right? (laughs) If they want, if, if you're dealing with a narcissistic male and next time they want you to be open to give them certain things, well, then the motto may be, well, if you're closed, then I'm going to be closed to certain things, if you know what I mean. Okay. They want you open, but they're closed. They're unwilling, unyielding, right? But they don't want you to protest. They don't want you to challenge them. They don't want you to check them, boo, right? <laughs> they don't want that. No, no, no. 
because narcissists often think that they don't do wrong, but yet they're ready to check you off of what? Perceived slights. The key word is perceived. It's not even reflective of reality most of the time. Okay, prior traumatic experiences, other qualities that you look for, unresolved childhood issues. And they often look for you to be reactive, right? They don't want you to respond. They prefer you to become reactionary to the shenanigans that they pull. Sometimes they look for people who lack emotional discipline, right? And sometimes they look for people pleasers and those who lack mindfulness. Now I'll go to that last one, lacking mindfulness, meaning they often like people who don't, uh, who are perhaps sometimes they may be aloof. They may not be aware of themselves or others or what's going on. Narcissists like it when people lack mindfulness because they tend to lack assertion. They tend to not take care of themselves before the narcissist. They usually put the narcissist first. Okay. They often look for people who don't practice mindfulness. Why? Because it leaves them vulnerable. These individuals don't have a strong sense of self. They don't have uh, a sense of separateness, not saying that they must be separate from everyone. No, these individuals tend to not have a strong sense of self. They often have an identity crisis. They don't, they, they usually are enmeshed with the narcissist. This is lack of mindfulness, not being aware of yourself. What are your priorities? What do you care about? Okay. I'm just, just putting that out there. Narcissists tend to, they tend to like to be around people that they can easily take from. That's really what I'm getting at here. A person who doesn't have, who does not practice mindfulness often is very vulnerable to narcissists or those who have a narcissist personality. Why? Because they don't have a strong sense of themselves. They're not aware of who they are. They're not aware of their own life or what's going on. They tend to not have goals, priorities, aspirations, dreams, these sort of things. Narcissists have no problem. They don't have any problem having these things. But the thing about it is, the narcissist's motto often is what's mine is mine and what yours is mine as well. Okay, that's the problem there. But they often, this is why they often ask you, what do you have to bring to the table? Because they're ready to take it. Before you even set it on the table, they're going to snatch it. Okay, and sometimes gobble it up and ask you, well, where's the rest? Right? Where's the rest of it? They're not satisfied. Okay, so tool number one, keep the conversation light trivial and as brief as possible. Narcissists, if they find out more about you, they're going to use it against you later. But if you're talking a lot, right, and you're not asking enough questions about the narcissist, then they're going to use that against you. Keep the conversation light, trivial, and as brief as possible. Okay, narcissists, if they don't know that much about you, well, the good news is one or two things can happen. They'll move on to somebody else because they can't get the source supply from you or, right? Or they may just, even if they hang around a little bit more, right? At least you are not vulnerable to their shenanigans, okay? Because they don't know enough about you to try to pull something, okay? Tool number two. Manage your expectations if you have any of others. Sometimes 
you know, when we have expectations of others, it kind of can set us up too, especially when it's a narcissist, because they're not interested in the connection anyway, right off the top. They're not interested. So they're going to pull stuff anyway, right? But if you have expectations of a narcissist, that kind of puts you at a vulnerable in, in a vulnerable position right there, right? Because they want the control, not the connection. And sometimes we don't know this until later. So manage your expectations, if you have any, of others, right? And this is what I learned. This is still something I practice today, managing my expectations. When you expect something from a narcissist, such as love, loyalty, support, first of all, I'm telling you from experience, you're not going to get it or very little of it, right? Or it will come with unrealistic conditions, Pardon me. It's going to come with, because narcissists often have unrealistic expectations of others, don't they? Mm. So they tend to look at others in this way. What do they have to offer? Narcissists often have unrealistic expectations. But if you manage your expectations of them or anyone else, yet alone yourself, you already are ahead of the game, right? You're already you're already ahead of the narcissist right there. You're managing your expectations. You're not expecting them to do or say something that they're unwilling to do and or say. When it comes down to their behaviors, when you look at their behaviors, narcissists are already reflecting that they lack certain characteristics, which goes right into if you're expecting to be loved, they're not going to love you back. How? They're lacking empathy. They don't want the connection. Therefore, intimacy will not occur. So love gets thrown right out the window. So sometimes when we're managing our expectations, we're ahead of the game. The narcissist, it will actually make it more difficult for the narcissist to tap into your energy field. Because you're not expecting, first of all, you're not expecting them to do something that they're already showing you they cannot do. Next tool, focus on your own dreams aspirations, and objectives instead of attempting to figure out how to please a narcissist or any narcissist for that matter, right? I'm going to just take it further. Anyone. Focus on your own dreams. You know, what are your dreams? I asked that critical question earlier. What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are your objectives? What do you hope to have in life? I would say, you know, kind of, you know, if you can strike that word hope or cross it out. All right. What are you going to manifest in your life? Okay. Narcissists, they don't, (laughs) they don't care about that. The only thing they care about is, are you going to source supply him or her? That's really what they mean when they ask the question, what are you going to bring to the table? Or what do you have to bring to the table? That's really what they mean. I'm not suggesting that you try to read the mind of a narcissist, but sometimes we have to read in between the lines. When a narcissistic personality, I'm not talking about everybody. When a narcissistic personality asks you the question, what do you have to bring to the table? That's really what they're asking you. Okay. They're asking you, what are you going to do for them? How are you going to supply them? Because at the end of the day, that's all they really care about. They have false images. They have false self images to uphold. That's where their loyalty lies right there. They're false self images and they create images of you that are not reflective of reality in order to tolerate you long enough to obtain the source supply. And this, when I say you, I'm just speaking in general, 
This is anybody. Anybody and everybody who deals with narcissistic personality often deals with these sorts of things. So, you know, just jumping right back to the first tool, keep the conversation light. And I mentioned earlier that narcissists, when it comes down to their story behind the story, they don't want you to know about it. You ever wonder why narcissists, sometimes they will keep the conversation light and trivial because they don't want you to find out about their skeletons in the closet. They don't want you using something against them later. Very often when we are nice, so-called nice to a narcissist, this is why they treat us with such (laughs) disrespect afterwards. Because that's taken out from their playbook. Narcissists will use being nice as manipulating other people. So when you're being nice to him or her, this is often why they get testy and upset and angry with you. Because they feel like you're trying to pull one over on them. They respect the game, not any of the players. Okay, so if they see you pulling that out of their playbook, at least that's what they think you're doing when you're being nice to them. Okay, so uh, very often people have testified to this. Yeah, I've experienced this myself. When you know, being showing kindness, that's why I say it's best to show kindness rather than being nice. To a narcissist, because that is the narcissist often see being nice as a form of manipulation because that's what they do. But when you show kindness, it tends to be genuine. You're not expecting anything in return. Just think about that for a second. Okay, I have. Yeah, I've thought about this. So there's a difference. So narcissists, when you pulling that one out of their playbook, at least they, they, they will probably falsely accuse you of doing this, pulling that one out of the playbook, being nice to them. Because narcissists are finding it more difficult right now to keep the mask on, to be kind to people, to be nice, to show that they are having some morals. They're finding it more difficult to keep this charade up. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed this myself. They're keeping it, you know, now they're just, they're shape-shifting to try to save face. Okay, they're doing a lot of things now to try to save face because now it's becoming more difficult for them to keep up the charade. It's a facade, you know, where we are talking about a narcissist after all. Okay. When they're, they tend to be very superficial. It's not anything meaningful. They're not interested in the connection. They want the control. So sometimes when they gaslight other people, narcissists will often deny other people's reality. They will often gaslight other people in attempts to get them to question their reality. Narcissists will often attempt people to, to buy their perspective of the narcissist reality. So they, they want, they want you to forget your reality when they're asking the question, what do you have to bring to the table? That's an attempt that they're trying to get you to deny your reality. In other words, They want you to start asking the question, would they pick me, right? Should they pick me? The question I say is, why would they pick you, right? Why would you want a narcissist to pick you? But when they ask that question, what do you you have to bring to the table? Very often, that's that's a gaslight technique, okay? They're getting you to deny your own reality versus theirs, 
They're trying to pull you into their world. What do you have to offer me? A narcissist may ask you, what do you have to bring to the table? Right? Just think about it. They're pulling you out of your reality into theirs. And they're trying to get you to buy their sense of their reality. They don't care about your reality. It's all about them. Okay? So that's a gaslight techniques right there. They're, they're, they already have denied your reality, right? They're trying to get you to source supply them. So if you're walking around asking the question, right? Will they pick me? Well, why would they pick you? You're a beautiful person. Perhaps you're a person who has a lot of beautiful traits. I suggest starting to look at that, right? <laughs> Instead of looking at how to please a narcissist. Okay. So uh, just think about that. Sometimes narcissists, they will attempt to gaslight you by asking you that question. What do you have to offer? What will you bring to the table? Okay. All right. So I certainly hope there was something that I said in this live stream that will uplift your spirit and perhaps give you food for thought. But again, when narcissists ask the question, what do you have to offer or what are you going to bring to the table? Just think about who you are, where you are. Ask yourself some critical questions such as what is the purpose of having a relationship, yet alone a narcissist relationship or a relationship with a narcissist? What's the purpose of it? Okay. It's usually several. Okay. So when it comes down to that, more than likely you're going to have a clarity or you're going to obtain clarity about certain things, such as how do you tend to do relationships versus narcissists tends to do relationships. How do they tend to relate to people versus how you tend to do people? A narcissist definition of love more than likely is not going to match yours. Yeah. A shocker, right? <laughs> narcissists often have a personal definite. We all do. We all have a personal definition of love of relationships. What does that tend to look like? Narcissists often will ask you the question, what do you have to bring to the table without ironically considering who they are and what they have to offer? Okay. What they will offer. But what's also ironic is that a lot of narcissists will consider what they can afford and what they cannot afford. Okay. From one relationship to the next. And I say, if we're going to take anything out of the playbook to take that one out of a narcissist playbook. And that is what can I afford and what can I not afford from one relationship to the next There's nothing wrong with loving people and connecting to him or her, right. Or connecting with them. But remember, narcissists are often interested in the control, not the connection until next time. Take care of yourself and each other and stay tuned for more. Mwah. Bye guys.